Hi, and welcome to Living Your Soul's Journey. You are not just a person. You're a soul with a path of evolution. There is a bigger picture here, a reason for what happens to us. When we discover this deeper meaning, we receive freedom and abundance. Each week, we will be discussing matters relating to the soul, spirit, and cosmic energies. Learning how to incorporate all of these aspects into living an abundant and happy life. Isn't that what we all want? Dr. Vicki's transformational program uses intuitive and well-proven methods to identify the root cause of what is preventing success, to help bring positive change, the change your soul is crying out for you to experience. If you're lonely, sad, and stuck, then listen into the show and find out ways to become free and happy. It's easy to call into the show or simply listen. Either way, sit back, relax, and enjoy living your soul's journey. Hi, and welcome to Dr. Vicki's show. And guess what? My special guest tonight is Dr. Vicki. And it is so nice to be here. And so much, I was just talking to Doug, so much of our world is technical. I mean, it's, it's internet, it's TV, it's, it's beyond technical um, aspects that I even understand, like the physics and the things that with building bridges and, and going to the moon and all of that. Yet so much of our technicality always uses the universal laws. Maybe they don't know that they're maybe going to work and saying, oh, today we're going to use this law. But the, the technicalities of our life, they've got the universal laws down to a T. You plug in a toaster, you get hot bread. You turn on a TV, you get hundreds of stations depending on which energy station you tune into, which frequency you go into. The same goes for our lives, for our abundance, allowing our abundance to come in and life generally for each of us. We tune in. You're tuning in now to BBS Radio, Dr. Vicki's show. You tune in and that frequency is just right for you to be able to hear the words, hear the wild and crazy Smoky Mountain words that come in through with the music. You're just tuned in perfectly to hear that. And we either allow, receive, and get exactly what we really want, or we tune in to the wrong station which isn't BBS, that's the wrong station, some other station. And due to our energy, we make up and get the opposite of what we want. And I know that y'all, this is so simple for everyone to understand. Yet this is what the laws of the universe work with. Here's an example. You really want a house on a lake in Georgia. You have pictures of it all over your house. You dream of it, but when you talk about it or really think about it, you are feeling, saying, and thinking, well, I'll never find that home for what I can pay. I mean, what do you think will happen to that dream? 
Okay, yeah. You can talk it and you can have pictures of it. You can visualize it. It takes more than that to really have these laws and be on the wavelength of what it is. And I, I don't want to talk too much about wavelength, yet the universal laws, that's what it's all about. So I think what happens in my life anyway, I have always heard of certain laws, the laws of gravity. You can't change that. You jump off of a roof, you're going to fall or you're going to go down. And the law of attraction seems to be the biggest one. But without understanding the law of receiving, of allowing, you know, the law of attraction is not going to work. And that's why people think, ah, that stuff doesn't work. All that visualization doesn't work. I say all day long, I have a home by the lake in Georgia. Well, it's got to have more than that, y'all. It's got to be, we're going to get into it uh, over the next couple of weeks on the show because I really want you to get what it's all about. My practice is all about the universal laws. And I want to just share something with you. Back in 1993, I became an attorney and I started studying the laws long before that. Obviously, I'd have never been able to pass the bar. And I kept thinking all through my years as an attorney, and then when I wanted to get into counseling and and um, advising and coaching, I was like, I don't know what it is, but no one seemed to, to get me on what I really could be doing. Well, I had to get it myself first. I couldn't have anybody just say, oh, this is what you need to be doing. It was something, I loved the laws. I loved the way that spirit works with us and how the universal laws, but I couldn't get my fingers on what it was. And I remember someone in my um, transpersonal psychology training up at Delphi that said, why aren't you working with all the laws? Well, at that moment in time, I wasn't thinking universal laws. I was thinking of um, physical laws, you know, lawyer type of laws. And so all of a sudden, one day, I had asked Spirit for guidance, specific guidance. My avenues were open. I had done my energy work. And when I woke up the next morning, I knew exactly what I was supposed to be doing. Did I have a lot to learn? Oh, yeah. Do I, do I still have a lot to learn? Most definitely. Yet, I'm going down now the path that gives me that excitement to wake up in the morning. And I share this because all I did was tune in. That's all I did. I, you know, the laws didn't change for me. They're not going to change for any of us. We just have to tune into them. So under the law of allowing, you want that same house on a lake in Georgia. And you totally believe with every ounce of your being that even though it seems to be a very expensive home, that because you just know that there will be that home, by that lake, and you get very specific about it within the price range that you want to pay, and somehow it will unfold because you will allow the law of trust, faith, and belief that it will happen, and in essence already has happened. Gratitude at its finest. Now, let's talk about this because I have a lot to talk about, and if I don't get it all in tonight, I'll talk about it next week. But let's look at what kind of house. Are you going to just say a house by a lake? 
oh, my heavens, y'all. I mean, heaven knows what the house might look like. It might be unlivable. It might be a home that has lead all in it. It might be a home that has something seriously wrong with it, like the foundation. So when you're looking to under the law of allowing and the law of abundance, which I talked about two weeks ago or three weeks ago at this point, remember that we have to be specific and we have to get very, very detailed about what it is we want. And, you know, I know everyone has heard this and I will repeat it. Ah, when you have a plan, God laughs at us. Well, yeah, but let's look at why. Let's look at what kind of plan we had and how much passion we had and did the currents of uh, receiving and uh, of sending out and receiving balance out. Remember the story of the um, two, um, you know, let's say double A batteries that you put into a, a, um, um, a flashlight. They're both charged up, but you put them in the wrong way. You put them into the both positive or the both negative. Well, guess what? The flashlight's not going to work, but, but the batteries are good. So what your intention is good and receiving it back should be good, but it's not because the intention going out was somehow blocked coming back in or the intention was not a house on the lake. I guess it would be fine to say that to begin with, but you always want to get as detailed as you possibly can and always say, or something better. Because, oh, wow, we might not even know. And, oh, I, you know, I wanted, to sh- I wanted to share something with you because I want to share with you about how resistance can work in the law of abundance and the law of allowing. The other day, I had a, a, two appointments at 10 o'clock. And you'd say, well, Vicki, why would you get two appointments at 10 o'clock? Well, it's because one may change, the other one may cancel. So sometimes you do overbook. Uh, but at the time I wasn't concerned about it until I got a notice that I had to have somebody with me, a witness. And I thought, Oh, wow. With the weather, you know, tomorrow's, uh, the weather for that day was absolutely horrific. I mean, it was really storming and lots of hails projected and all that. So I went to sleep and I slept really well until all of a sudden I got a phone call saying I had to have this witness with me. And then I was thinking, how am I going to get this done? And so I had so much resistance there that I finally had to surrender it and analyze it until it was no longer there. And then I was able to go back to sleep because spirit said, quote, unquote, everything's going to be fine. It will all work out. Well, and it did. You know, one, one appointment was at quarter to nine instead of ten. Couldn't reach her, so I just showed up, and the she knew she, she knew I was coming. And the other one, I, I called and said, "Can I make it at 11? And they said, "Yes." It was so simple; it worked like a flow. The positive went out, and the and the 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 adverse came back in. It's it's kind of funny words, but it was a perfect connection of energies because I just finally just said, "That's it." I I don't know how else to resolve it, but to to surrender this at this point. So I want to ask you, what stops the law of allowing from happening? We just talked about it a little bit. I mean, the law works regardless. So it's not that it stops it from happening. It's what's happening in your life. You're like, well, why is it it happening that I'm getting that house on the lake? Well, let's look at it. 
all universal laws work, whether in making a TV connection, creating dreams, or making rocket ships. Because of the plus-minus connection, it's got to go out and it's got to come in at a physics level of equality and balance that meets with the laws, the universal laws of this land. It has to be an in and out, well, actually an out first and then an in connect. Because when you plug in your computer plug, you're plugging it in, the energy's going in, it immediately comes back out exactly the way you want it to. The energy just pops that quickly. It The people that created that understood the universal laws. They understood how it worked, how the flows have to be completely balanced. Because if you if you plug in um, something for a hairdryer and it doesn't have, let's say you're on a cruise ship or, or you're in another country and it doesn't have the right circuit, uh, 220 or 110, it uh, doesn't doesn't mean that your hairdryer's um, messed up. The hairdryer works perfectly, but it isn't going to connect and you're not going to get a product of dry hair. You're not going to get that electrical current. So that's how detailed the universal laws are. And when you start to understand that, you can see why people give up on the laws of attraction and uh, different laws that they're like, yeah, but I don't really get it. And so I'm, uh, that's my whole purpose this lifetime. I even want to help little kids understand it. If little kids could understand this younger in life, their, their lives would be a lot easier, even with love. Well, anyway, so if, if the physics engineer doesn't handle the components just right, the connection won't work. If you put the batteries into a flashlight incorrectly, the light won't come on. Even though both batteries are full of energy, the placement of the terminals must be placed precisely. So when I hear someone say, Oh, well, the universal laws are outdated. Ah, oh, nobody pays attention to that stuff anymore. We got technicalities. We have, uh, we can just, you know, snap a finger and we can make something happen. But, yeah, folks, the truth is those universal laws are working just like they were hundreds and gosh knows millions of years ago. It's just that the folks that the physics People understand them. I mean, I wish I'd love to talk to a physics person now because I do it metaphysically. I don't look at it from a, a physics standpoint. It's way beyond me, but I can understand it metaphysically and how it all has to be balanced. So it's like you plant a tree and that tree's going to grow just magically, it appears. But, you know, it's if you don't give it water, if you don't give it any sunlight and you put it underneath a uh, uh, something in your house and it, uh, it's not going to grow because it doesn't have the right balance, the right components for, for growth. So, so when I, when I hear someone say that, or I, I read about it, I, I'm like, it, or, or even better is oh, those universal laws don't apply in my life. I just, um, all I have to do is visualize and everything just happens. Well, they're probably doing something else other than visualizing. They're probably sitting back, but I, I sit back and and I know that, that they work. We just have to be correctly tuned in to get the result we are achieving. Our world is very technical now, and those folks are technically certainly understanding all those components. It's just like I mentioned earlier. BBS radio goes all around the countries and different places, and when you want to listen to a BBS show, you know precisely who to call, where to call, what time to call, and they've done their job by putting it out 
and then you connect by coming in and being the receiver, and then you're able to receive, and you're able to receive the show that you want to listen to, so at precisely the same time that you want it. So what stops the law of allowing from happening, as I mentioned earlier? We do, if we do not understand what creates an imbalance, we really don't know what is happening why the law of allowing doesn't happen. Well, it is happening. It's just it's not happening the way we want it to happen. So resistance, that word, and I do energy work on this word, just that word I do energy work on, is what stops a flow from occurring. What is resistance in a person's life? Well, that sounds like a very psychological Analysis, and it is very unconscious believing, beliefs, thoughts, what metaphysical folks call the subconscious. I actually did training many years ago to get rid of the subconscious mind and paid uh, embarrassing a lot of money to, to get this process. But guess what? It didn't work. I'm not saying it completely 100% didn't work, but it did not get rid of the unconscious mind. The subconscious is an ongoing healing process that we do all of our lives. It just goes in different levels. It's like peeling an onion. But this particular um, group, you know, promised this and you got, you know, a labeled a certain label if you went through this process. But years later, I found many thousands of people that did not get a result. And I find that fascinating because everyone's trying to get rid of their subconscious mind because the subconscious mind is what controls as we're not necessarily aware of what it's thinking. Obviously it has wonderful benefits. We're breathing and we're able to do a, you know, a heart, everything that's all, you know, unconscious, but there's also these thoughts and feelings and events that many people, including myself, call them the Akashic records, the soul records, the karmic records. All of these records are hanging on to all these events that happened in our lives. And they have the thoughts, the sayings, the events, I mean, down to exactly what was said so many years ago and maybe another lifetime, obviously, or even at birth or even in the womb, all of those thoughts just sit there. And so when people are saying, oh, I am so abundant, oh, I have a million dollars in my bank account, and then they're all day long, they're worried. Oh, my God, how am I going to pay that bill? Oh, my goodness, what's going to happen here? I can't do this. I can't do this. I don't have enough money for this. And, and so it's like, oh, okay, hmm. So do you think that's, that flow is going to make it? Now, they say it all, oh, yeah, but I have a million dollars in the bank. So it, there's your dichotomy of what happens with the universal laws. And if I'm not making sense, I will do better. I will keep working at it so that you can understand because I have studied it at depth and so much of what I read didn't make sense. But if I read it on the surface and if I just tell you on the surface, sometimes it's not deep enough to get the real understanding. And if you get the real understanding, then you can say, oh, that makes sense. I sit here and have pictures of my million dollar bill and I say all day long, I'm a millionaire, but not all day long. Am I really saying that? I really have a deep-rooted fear. 
And this is what so many people are beginning to realize when they work with me. Oh, I've had this deep-rooted fear that I this is going to happen or I don't have this or, you know, I lack. I lack consciousness. So, of course, that law, law of allowing is not – it's not that it's not working. It's That's not it, folks. It's just that it's not – the world is – a world of abundance and we can receive. It's just that we have to be tuned in to receive. So what would cause a resistance? So let's look at what might be something. And let's see. Um, I actually did training that I had talked about earlier. And then I learned through the more training that I got of how when we are saying something out loud, like in the law of attraction or law of abundance, and yet our subconscious is saying something opposite, it's fighting. So do you think there's some resistance there? Oh, just a little bit. So therefore you're saying, but your channel is out there, but the resistance is fighting you back. So then you kind of give up and you say, well, I'll never lose weight or I'll never have that happen or I'll never find the perfect love because basically you're not in tuned in. And that's why I've decided to make my whole practice out of this because it's, it's the key to loneliness. It's the key to unhappiness. It's the key to being stuck. It's the key to everything. And I've tried a lot of different practices and I've been through a lot of them. I have studied a lot of them and I have actually been a student of, of um, or a client of many of them. And I always felt a little mm, something lacking. And I, uh, I said, well, that's good because I now have to find what that lack is. I have to find out what it is that's still not quite there and and that's when I really got into the resistance because that's what stops it. So, so when we look at resistance in helping us to really use the laws to receive what we want and not the opposite, we have to look at various issues of what resistance is. Okay. I had something happen this morning. Guilt over past experience or action that I had experienced. And immediately I went through it. I guess it lasted five minutes and all of a sudden I recognized it and I said, oh my, oh my, I'm creating resistance here. I can't change it. It happened. It is what it is. So I went, did some energy work on it, got rid of that resistance, never thought about it again all day long. The only reason why I'm even talking about it is because I had a little note to remind myself to talk about guilt over past experiences resistance to political, our political arena. Now, I know that today's world, I don't get into politics on the show, but in today's world, there's a lot of p political resistance going on. But if you look back uh, 50 years ago, I did a, um, um, I, I didn't do it, but I, I was helping my daughter with uh, reading some of her, uh, her studies that she does. And I was looking at all the resistance they even had back then. So it isn't just today that, that our are, you know, are certain areas are, are politically active or, or seem to be. But if you buy into it and get all into it and get caught up in it, you're going to have nothing but resistance because you're not going to have it the way that you want it necessarily. Or you may not like the way someone's pushing it on you. And that's why I say go vote, because that way you at least you can do something about it. And then you have to let the rest. Um, there, are, there are lots of things you can do about it. But do it in a non-resistive manner. There's actually a law of non-resistance. So that's going to be another show. So stress, worry, 
Now think about those two words, stress, worry, belief that it can't happen. And I shared that, you know, example of how you deal with stress in the middle of the night and it can be very, very upsetting, but all you're doing is creating resistance. So some, for me, sometimes I just have to sort through it as an analytical person. I have to sort through, oh, I could do this. Oh yeah, I could do that. And that's just analytical. That's good. And then the rest you have to kind of let, you know what spirit, I need some help here. I need a solution. Spirit is the source of, of my insights. So help me out here. Um, spirit lead the way, open the way. So I, um, judgment and blame. I I know that we all probably have judgment and blame, blaming ourselves, judging ourselves, judging others, including judging and blaming anyone that we come across. It does create resistance. Disappointment creates resistance. If you had a dream, a goal that you didn't reach, and I think the easiest one is losing weight. Probably finishing college because I see a lot of ads on TV about folks that are over college age completing their education. I see buses delivering um, certificates and diplomas and they've got their families there or or they're beautifully served in our military and, and they're now completing their education. Well, then the thought of, well, I, I couldn't, this is what happens and this is what we want to look at. The thought of, well, I couldn't make that happen at the time. Say two years ago, you tried to lose 10 pounds and, you know, self-sabotage came in. Something happened and and you just didn't make it happen. Or I failed three times before becoming the ruling thought. That's the ruling subconscious thought. And then even over skinny pictures on the refrigerator or pictures of yourself. I used to have skinny pictures of myself on the refrigerator. I'm pretty thin, but at the time I, I had about 10 pounds I wanted to lose. And I would get so upset over looking at those skinny pictures that I'd go to the refrigerator and eat. I mean, it didn't help me one bit because I was like, you know what? I'm not, these were my really, my real thoughts. I'm really never going to look like that. And probably nobody looks like that because they were probably all painted in and everything. But the point being is, All those thoughts are in your subconscious. And so you get frustrated and finally you just say, well, that's it. I give up. I'm not going to lose weight. I just might as well eat that cookie. Might as well eat that cake and have that that milkshake. So, Or becoming the ruling thought of a picture of yourself in a cap and gown graduating. Well, maybe you were just about to graduate or maybe you just were going to go start to school and you got pregnant or your wife got pregnant or somebody had something happen in their family or your family or something just happens. It's called life and you didn't get a chance to do it. Well, you get that subconscious creating all those energies of, well, that's not going to ever happen. Okay, well, I'll give up on that now and I just won't even work on that. And you just kind of fail, have failed purposes is what I call them. And I see it every single day. I visit with probably six to eight people every single day. And I see them, people my age uh, that have just said, well, that's it for life now. I'll give my home to my son or my daughter or my grandchildren when I'm gone. And It'll just be a night. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, help, help her with her resistance. You know, it's like, but that's her choice. So, you know, I can't 
change that. But I mean, I don't want that resistance. Now, if she wants it or he wants it, that's fine. It's just that the subconscious creates the energy for the law of allowing. And equality that is needed to receive is what we are looking for in the uh, law of allowing. We got to put it out and we've got to have no resistance so that it can come in. Because if you have a resistance, the flow can't go out and in and out and in. So based upon what we keep getting is the same result. No weight loss, no college degree. Even fear, doubts of ourselves or others can create resistance. And anger, because we are mad that we haven't gotten it thus creating more resistance. And I love to share this story because there is one area of my life that I can create resistance so fast that you'd think, how'd she do that so fast? I'm really good at it. It's when the, when the computer won't work and I'm on a tight schedule, or even if I'm not on a tight schedule and, and documents that I'm supposed to have for an appointment are not there, or the computer quits working or the printer doesn't work. And instead of just saying spirit clears the way and doing the steps, okay. Oh, I need a new filter. Oh, I need this. Oh, I need that. And I don't necessarily do it that beautifully. I go into resistance and guess what? The flow stops and the circuit continues. The circuit of getting more frustrated, more time spent on not resolving the problem of getting the docs out. What's the real intention? The flow is get the docs out in time and in a correct way. And how do I receive that? By having the printer print the documents out. So if I start getting resistance there and don't know what to do to resolve that resistance, well, I tell you, we got ourselves a little mess. And anybody that's in my household will laugh and say, yep, she, she does that real well. And uh, so what I have learned now is to be aware of it. First step, y'all, be aware. Just be aware of it. Oh, I have resistance coming in. Let's, let's get that. So let's, let's look how to break this circuit. It may happen overnight. I had something to happen overnight. Um, I'm not saying it was overnight like a, a star makes it overnight. They probably have been working at it for 10 years. But I had some insight that completely turned everything around. I wasn't even able to do my show last week live because I had so much business that I was just – I was like, wow, I, I just got to do you know this gift that I have been given. So you really have to be in touch with who you are, being yourself with no judgment. Ooh, that's a statement. I'm going to repeat it. You really have to be in touch with who you are, being yourself with no judgment. When you know what you're supposed to do in this life, who you are, and why you're here You can't, you know, it's amazing because no one can come in and judge you. You take um, a situation where other people judge you or decide for you who you are. And the best example I can find for that is a, well, it was someone I did an appointment with and they were all lawyers in their family and their, their daughter um, was going to law school in Mississippi And she, um, well, I tuned into her. That's how I found out all of this because I I was like, I I was trying to, 
kind of helped the guy solve a little of this because he had asked me to. And he said, yeah, but, you know, she went to law school. She really doesn't want to be a lawyer. But, you know, everybody in our family is a lawyer, so she has to be a lawyer. And I thought to myself, "Uh uh-huh, I already got it. I already know what happened. And what happened was that she got sick. And she had to drop out of law school. <laughs> so, wow, what, look at what she had to do. Look at the resistance that she had to being a lawyer and what she had to create in her life to get out of being a lawyer. Now, I didn't stay in touch with these folks. So I don't know if they kind of forced her back into being a lawyer or if she just went away. I, I have no idea. But I knew exactly the moment he said that she'd gotten sick. I knew exactly why she had gotten sick. I, I just, it was, it wasn't, a, didn't take a rocket science um, person to know, but they didn't see it. They just thought she'd gotten sick. So you just can't let others judge you or decide for you who you are. Now, judge, people are going to judge you all your life, but you can't let it control you. And this is what I want to talk about. Now, understanding that, what about judging others? Okay, you believe that everyone should be spiritual, not religious. My way of doing it is the only way. Your way is not the right way. That's what we hear all day long. That's in our political scene. That's everybody has a right to do it their way. As long as it doesn't hurt other people, doesn't violate their free will. So you believe that all people should go to church. Let's just say that that's your belief. You probably might not be listening to my show if if you're that if you believe that, but you might. Who knows? I, I don't know. Everybody has their own belief. But anyway, you believe that all people should go to church on Sunday or they will be judged and go to the other side. Not heaven, but hell. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. What have we done to resistance here? If we don't want people telling us who we are, what we should do, how to live, what about telling others? Now, this is a beautiful story about a, about a family doing everything possible to get their family member out of a well-known California cult. It backfired because even though their intentions were good, saving their daughter from harm from their viewpoint and from their viewpoint now and saving their family, the daughter wanted the cult. Now, if she were under 18, you could call in the law. But if you call the law in after 18, the law says... Well, they have free will to do what they want. You as a family member are like, oh, but I got to help them. I got to do something. I can't just let my, you know, sibling, my my um, mother, my father, my child, you know, go this direction. Well, the judgment actually caused a resistance. That is a story in itself. I'm not going to go into tonight, but allowing others to live their paths, their unique and individual journeys can be hard, y'all. Especially if it is someone you love and you know, maybe you've done that path before and you know how hard it is. That doesn't mean you shut up. That doesn't mean you don't talk about it. That doesn't mean you do everything in your power, but you can't judge them. You can't dictate to them. You can just communicate and say, well, let me just share it. That's where coaching comes in. Let me just share with you. If you do this, what could happen? If you choose this direction, what are the ramifications of what will happen? I mean, you, you can't tell someone not to do it because they'll probably resist you and do it anyway, which is exactly what happened with this person trying to get um, their, um, their sister 
out of this cult. It was a tough situation. And there are thousands of stories like that. Because if you get into it too hard, there are other ways of getting it resolved. But resistance can and usually does appear. And then all the laws, even though they're working, they're actually giving you exactly what you don't want. And that's the key here is you don't want the laws to be giving you what you don't want because they're going to work anyway. They're not sitting there evaluating and saying, well, Bertha wants her cousin out of out of that that place. And so she's just going to do it that way. Well, no, it doesn't work like that. The law is not going to sit there and say, well, Bertha's right. And and, you know, Joey's wrong. It, it doesn't. It's not going to want to. It's not that. So one of the hardest things on this planet at least from my viewpoint, and there's a resistance right there, is to allow others to be themselves and not be telling them how to live and not have to be just like you and not have to have exactly your opinion. And that's one of the things that we do in our family. I will share my opinion, and the rest of my family shares their opinions. I grow uh, sometimes I don't, I won't go with that opinion. They won't go with that opinion, but we don't force it on, you know, the world. And I think one of the most judgmental things that, that people say is if you've done something that someone doesn't like, they will look at you and say, I forgive you. And I, and I think to myself, give, forgive me for what? I mean, just because I didn't do it your way. And I didn't do it the way that you were taught. Now you have to forgive me. And it's a very interesting phenomena. I used to that was like kind of concerned me. But now it's like, oh, okay. Well, they just want it their way. And that's fine. Let them have their way if they want it. Just um, our whole world right now is based upon resistance in a way with our political arena, our religious arena. You do it this way or you're wrong. This way is the right way. My way is the right way. Your right was not the right way. Or, or if, if, it's, if the act of communication seems to not be working as well. So the, the universal laws, although well at hand and active, are giving people sometimes the opposite of what they may be striving for. And I love to share this one example that I personally have had to resolve. I am a nature person. I love beautiful trees. I love flowers. I love even the trees that have been fallen because I live out in the woods or because it's given the wild animals, the squirrels, the birds, everybody in the woods, a little haven for themselves. And I live um, close by to someone who is a, um, a arborist. And he told me that having trees fall in the woods is good. Leave them there because it gives homes and it, it, you know, eventually they will go into the earth and it's a beautiful, beautiful experience and just let it be, you know, if it affects somebody's area or you can't drive out of your driveway, that's one thing. But anyway, so I, I always like to share stories. I hope you're enjoying them because it helps me to put it down to factual, easy to understand what resistance is. A neighbor didn't see it the way that I see it. They cut down hundreds of gorgeous trees, beautiful, beautiful plants. And well, from my viewpoint, the land looked naked and just not real attractive. I mean, I was like, oh, how could anyone see that as beautiful? Well, this person certainly did. They just looked out all the time and looked at the naked land and thought it was the most beautiful thing they'd ever seen in their life. So I got upset. Resistance came in, and I started not liking that person. And I even went to him and said, 
what in the world has happened here? What has happened? Please don't do any of this to anything that I own because I love everything that's out there. I love it all. Even if it has little scratches on it, I think it's beautiful. It's God's creation and I love it. But I got into resistance. Do you see that, y'all? I got into resistance. So I had to personally go in and resolve that for myself. I do a lot of energy work. I, it took a couple of days. I have to be real, real honest with myself. I didn't resolve it right away. But I had to know that when I sell my home, which will be going on the market in, in, a, in due time, that it won't concern the new buyer. I had to look at it, and I had to, to a law of attraction, law of allowing, law of abundance. I had to look at all the different laws, and I had to say, okay, the next person that buys this house and I saw this beautiful plan for them, I had to allow them to love what they're buying. And I, I, I think one of the most beautiful things that ever was taught to me about the law of resistance or the non-resistance and the law of allowing was when I had a home uh, years ago. I was on BBS radio at the time. And I was never able to sell the house, various reasons, I understand now. But at that time, uh, the market had crashed. Uh, my mother was ill. There were just a lot of reasons uh, that it wasn't selling. And, um, but I finally got an a owner, uh, a buyer. But before that, um, I remember telling the real estate agent, I, I don't know how, how am I ever going to sell this house, listen to that resistance, um, because of my dear Oh, my beautiful dear, how, what if they don't feed them? What if they don't take care of them like I take care of them? Because I had a lot of acreage and I fed them and I had names for them and they were like part of the family. She looked at me and she said, you're selling your home. You can't control what people are going to do. So I had to, I didn't know about the universal laws back then. I didn't know how to apply them. So I just kind of went through grief and, and I said, okay, I guess you're right. Well, interesting enough, the house did sell. And at the, at the selling table, when we, the house was being sold and closed, the people said they would take care of the deer, but they also were hunters. So, you know, who knows? I just surrendered it to God. And I said, you know what, spirit, I sold my home and you take care of the, of the beautiful deer, the best that you can. I'm giving you permission here on earth to come down and you know, it's their land though. That's not maybe necessarily their deer because deer can go anywhere they want. But anyway, now when I, when I pass that naked land, I, I send sponsorship and love and try not to look too much. It's not, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's that simple. Of course, I can get upset if I so choose. I can get that sick feeling in my body and I can stop my own life from being happy. But nope, I chose not. Thank you very much. I just blessed those trees and I just said, you know what? He thinks it's beautiful. It's his land. Let him enjoy the beauty. I will enjoy the beauty of all the other land that I see and all the beautiful streams and all the gorgeousness around me. Why focus on that? So now this does not mean, please, that we don't use discernment and judgment in our lives. We just have to know and understand how. We don't let others or ourselves get hurt, bullied, or allow others to disrespect us. We stand up for ourselves and we do everything possible to help others. I mean, if I see a dog being hurt, I'm going to do something, even if it means calling the authorities or taking a picture for proof if I can't get to the dog and help the dog without being killed myself. Discernment, 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 something that is not as easily taught these days because it is 
not even in, in the energy work that I used to do was discernment taught. I mean, I've had to learn that the hard way. Discernment is very, very key. So it is during these times that we learn about ourselves, having compassion and love for others, but without the resistance of hate, anger, upset, fear, you know, fighting back in ways that are destructive. It's like, oh, you you want to do this every day? Well, good. I hope you enjoy it. Now, if they tell me that I have to do that every day, then I will ask them, why do you believe that that's important? And they'll tell me and I'll say, well, I, you know, I, I value that you feel that's important, but I don't see it as important for my life. But thank you very much. Now, that's a big difference then getting upset and getting angry and getting in fear. Because when we learn to trust ourselves, y'all, we don't have to fear what other people are throwing on us because we know what we believe. We know that we can get better. We know that we can shift our viewpoint, but we know what we believe and we know what is right for ourselves because we know ourselves. And that's what I, I love to help people learn. If you are wanting to do that, and if you're willing, I am here to help you because I have had to learn to help myself, and I have had wonderful people helping me. So it's it's really important um, to be aware of the events that happen in our lives, whether it be on TV whether it be with your neighbor, whether it be with your family, whether it be with your friends, to use the discernment to know what is right for you. And learning that, uh, you know, I, I see someone in my family who writes a lot of research papers, and they, they get a little bit of, of resistance in the writing of it because they don't really know how valuable and how gifted they are. So if I were to go in, and by the way, if you try to control other people's lives, you're going to get their karma. Ooh, I don't know about y'all, but I've been working this life to get rid of mine. I don't want anybody else's. So if I go in and completely in a, in a field that she's going to be spending the rest of her life in, she really needs to get it, Right. I mean, you know, some things you don't, eh, you just don't get need to get. But if she really wants to get it, it she's got to learn to trust herself to do it herself. And um, I was watching today because it was like the power of those words that this family member was using. I don't, I don't even think she knew how gifted she she is and how powerful she was. But if I had tried to do it for her or had said, oh, I think you should do it this way. It's only this way. So what I would do is I'd throw out a bunch of ideas, and then she would like, I don't even know if she took them. It, didn't, it was irrelevant to me because she asked me to share. I shared, and the rest of it's up to her. And when the finished product came in, it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. I don't even think she took any of my ideas, but it was irrelevant. It was just she wanted someone to to. There, there's that flow again. She was putting out her intention. She wanted something back and she got it because she didn't have any resistance to asking for help. When soon as that resistance for asking for help would come in, then it would stop. But the law of attraction, um, <clears throat> the law most people know about, the whole law is about circumstances and results. These universal laws are immovable, y'all, and they are not changeable. We can't change them. They are, they exist. So if we think we can alter them, change them, nope, it isn't going to happen. We have to change our thoughts, our feelings, 
our reactions and understand resistance so that when it pops up in our lives, we can handle it. It takes a great opportunity to really listen to yourself, listen to your feelings, because our thoughts control our feelings. So if we're sitting here saying, I want that house on the lake, ah, let's get specific about what we really want. And then let's work on, and this is what I love about the program that I do, let's work on getting all those resistors out of the way. And you know what? Most of the time we don't even know what they are. That's why coaching and advising and consulting is so powerful because we learn through someone else what those resistors are and how we can, we have complete control to grow and not succumb to those subconscious things that we don't even know about. We don't have to do that, y'all. I mean, there are so many other laws like the law of relativity that re- relativity that relates to karma and some other beautiful aspects of the laws. And there's so many of them. I mean, I'm, I studied them every year and I keep reading them and I learn more and I learn more. The why the law of attraction is the only one that's really out there. I'm not sure because the law of attraction without the law of allowing is eh, doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like, well, it's it's not like it is. It's like the flow going out, but nothing's coming in. And the the people that do have the law of attraction that's working beautifully, they have mastered the law of allowing too. They may not even know it. They may not even know what they're doing, but they have mastered it because there are many people that do that. And I did it a long time ago. I put this um, years and years ago, I put this little Mercedes out there. It was a, a certain model, certain color. I mean, when I got that little Mercedes, it was exactly the same color and exactly the same year that I had manifested. But yet at the same time, I manifested that I wanted to be on a soap opera. I've always wanted to be on a soap opera. I don't, could care less now, but at that time I did. And I didn't manifest that. So, um, you know, maybe I manifested my own soap opera in my own life, but I certainly didn't manifest a soap opera on TV. So I probably ended up manifesting some sort of soap opera, but it certainly wasn't the one that I had intended to. So, so you know, I want to wish everyone a happy new beginning. And it's one of it's that time of year where we get a chance to renew ourselves begin anew. We can, we can renew ourselves. We can renew our thoughts. We can change our thoughts. We can change our feelings. We have control over our lives, y'all. We, you know, I, I'm of the belief and you do not have to believe this way, but I'm of the belief that spirit is here for us. We have free will on this planet and we have to ask for help. If we see, um, something not ideal in our environment, There's nothing wrong with asking the angels to come and help, but they're not going to just come in here and dive in and change our environment for us. We have to ask. We have to give permission because another law, we have free will on this planet. And unless something happens, it's life and death, and it is in our time typically, and I've had that experience, by the way, where um, the 
uh, spiritual guide, um, uh, Archangel, actually came and saved my life. And I will share that at another time. And it wasn't that I'd asked for help because I didn't know that I needed help. I, I was just, you know, walking along. And this spiritual guide saved my life because it wasn't my time. There were there was more to discover about Dr. Vicky for me. And I was just beginning the journey. So when we have the, the universal laws here, I really feel that it is a key to helping people get over loneliness, solve so many of these problems, y'all, that are everyone's, you know, being stuck or unhappy or lonely or, oh my goodness, you know, the biggest one is, well, I don't have a relationship, you know, like I'm, I'm a boyfriend, girlfriend. And I'm like, y'all, you can survive beautifully without one. You can survive beautifully with one. It's not the key to everything in life, not having someone all the time in your life. It Actually, my happiest times have been when I wasn't with one. That's just the way that my life's journey was supposed to be. So now I pulled a card for everybody tonight. Before I start the show, I always do this because I am a tarot reader. And I got the word uh, or the card spiritual union. And I thought, isn't that very interesting with the universal laws? Because we are going into a spiritual union with the universe when we apply them and use them correctly. It is a beautiful spiritual union that gives us peace beyond anything that we can imagine. And it gives us contentment in our lives and that feeling of of that, you know, you wake up with that energy in the morning, you're like, yeah, I can make this happen today and I need to get this going. And, you know, it's excitement. So that's the card I pulled for us. And, you know, spiritual reunion can be with another person as well. So it, uh, you know, we can't just say, well, it has to be this way. It can be with a child. It can be with a pet. It can be with yourself. It can be with the universal laws. It can be wherever. Uh, The last thing I want to share this evening is a card that I picked uh, from uh, I've trained as a science of mind uh, practitioner, and Ernest Holmes, I feel, had so many gifts to bring to people uh, on this planet. I mean, I would love to study more um, as I mature in my life. I'm sure I will. But there was something about believe, the word believe. And this, these are his words. When we treat, we do not wish. We know. We do not dream, we state. We do not hope, we accept. We do not pray, we announce. We do not expect something is going to happen. We believe that it has already happened. And I just want to share that is just about as universally law connected as anybody I've ever heard. Because when you pray, we don't plead, we announce and we give gratitude for everything in our lives. And we learn through working with others to be the best that we can be and to help ourselves and to help others live the best life that we can. So I thank you for tuning in to Dr. Vicki's show this evening. Be sure and tune in next Saturday, 4 p.m., 7 Eastern. Be blessed and remember to find something to be thankful for. Good night. 
thank you for listening in to Living Your Soul's Journey. Be sure and visit Vicki in her virtual home at VickiFord.com to learn more about you and how to overcome roadblocks in your path. Until next week, be in gratitude and thank you for tuning in to Living Your Soul's Journey.